Hey everyone, hello and welcome to the Off Peak Podcast. We're back after a brief hiatus with our senior ranker, Nicole. Who is wondering if Sam noticed that he said hello twice. Uh, my principal editor and ranker, George. I wasn't wondering that until now, but I have, I have no idea. No, he did. Oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, my agenda man, Steve. What's up? And as always, I'm your ranker-in-chief, Sam. Uh, so Steve has a very juicy agenda for us today. So I'm just going to let him get straight at it. Hey guys, once again, it's your boy, Agenda Steve, here with today's short list. And by that I mean there's only one topic up for discussion this time around. That's right, you've all been waiting for it. So we're delivering one full episode on Nicole's recent shoulder surgery. Why are we talking about this on a ski podcast, you ask? Well, in case you've been living under a massive boulder you'd know that Nicole took a hard fall during a ski trip in February of 2019. She was pretty banged up. But the doctors told her she was overreacting and to quit whining about it. Well, turns out her tendon was actually severed from her entire body. That is not what happened. Like a total champ, though, she powered through the pain this past ski season to bring you the finest alpine rankings. And then finally, in June of 2020, she went under the knife. Prepare to sit back and relax like the only thing Nicole can do right now as we bring you all the details. It's true, my body's useless. Well, as uh, Steve sort of correctly said, uh, (laughs) I did in fact injure myself while skiing. And, you know, it actually wound up being one of the most ridiculous days of my life. Sam and I were at the lovely Whitetail Resort. Yes, very lovely for Um, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah, I I have no other comments on that. (laughs) Well, we're going to rank it at some point in the next couple months. Oh, man. Well, we're going to rank it. And, and, you know, this story, we won't hold it against the resort. But um, It totally wasn't the resort's fault. uh, Well, that remains to be seen. (laughs) Just kidding. It was definitely not the resort's fault. I was an idiot. So, (laughs) you see, what happened was... Um, it was a bit Mowgli, and I I heard someone say Nicole, and I, I turned around while I was skiing down the hill to, to look, and it turns out, believe it or not, that there are other people in the world named Nicole, and uh, they weren't looking for me. So <laughs> I turned back around, and then I did something on accident that I don't recommend, which is I happened to cross my skis, and I shit you not, Never I literally had just enough time to have the thought oh fuck and then i just hit like face first into the ground so hard i was like convinced i broke my nose total complete yard sale like by the way if anybody's listening to this and like remembers this fall like happened to be there i'm sure it was epic because like by the time I rolled and came to a stop, I had, like, half the mountain concerned that I had died. This, this was February 2019 at Whitetail, if anyone was It was there. January 2019. Oh, excuse me. You'd yes. know. Yes, I would know. Um, but, yes, see, and that all would have been fine, except as I was falling, I happened to have my pole strap wrapped around my wrist. And then it got snagged on a slow sign. And I happened to... So you were to, going too fast, too? Uh, well... I, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I wasn't going very slowly because that's just not how we rank peaks. And um, um, apparently we rank them recklessly. <laughs> that's well, news to me. So, 
you know, really this all could have been solved if I just knew that there were other people named Nicole out there or had been a better skier. Either way, ripped my shoulder clean out of the socket. Um, as I was like tumbling, I kind of felt it almost pop back in. And as I rolled to a stop, I kind of just jammed up on my elbow really hard and it slid back into the socket, which I don't know one of the top 10 moments of my life. It's like the second that it popped back in, I felt such relief. Like I frequently say that no man will ever bring me such joy. Um, and I think that's going to remain true, but uh, I came to a grinding halt. None of my gear in sight. People are like skiing up to me. Like somebody's got like a ski, somebody has a pole. Um, people are like bringing me all my crap. I'm like trying to collect the marbles that I spilled all over the ground. And Sam, who happened to be skiing with me. Oh yeah. So here's, <laughs> here's kind of what was happening. As Nicole was tumbling down the mountain, I was waiting. Uh, mountain at the, is a strong word. <laughs> the, the, the trail, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, but... Nicole was, was tumbling down this trail. It was maybe like not 500 feet it, high yeah, or something. I, uh, but the, the point is, as Nicole was doing her thing, I was waiting at the, the bottom of the lift. So there's like two kind of sections at Whitetail. There's like the main base lift and then there's like the lift that services the Black Diamond terrain. And so we were going down to the Black Diamond lift uh, and... I was just waiting there, which actually probably says something about me that I went faster than Nicole and she got stuck on a slow sign. Well, uh, I, yeah. But... I also I also paused because I thought somebody was looking for me. I'd met like four new people that day. I was okay. socially exhausted. Okay, fair. Yeah, we had, we had a couple friends there too. Yeah. Um, which Nicole will tell you about later and George. Um, um yeah. <laughs> but I was just like waiting there. I'd been there for like a minute or so and I was like this is unreasonably long for Nicole to get down this trail I'd expect maybe 10 or 15 seconds behind me but not wow. a minute somebody's a little full of themselves uh, but, but anyway so I, I look up and I see Nicole breathing in pain like I am so concerned that I just I, I basically do the equivalent of what you can do to sprint over there while you're in skis <laughs> and I get over there, and Nicole's like, ah, ah. <laughs> I think everyone who's listening to this podcast can picture what she looked like. It hurt so bad. Like, yeah, it, I felt relief when it popped back in, but after that, it was followed by searing pain. <laughs> and get this. Nicole is just on the ground, just, like, looking like that and sounding like that. And then there's like three or four other people hovering over her, which is probably not giving her the best experience because no one really likes that type of... I was annoyed, of, yeah, yeah. I don't like to be assisted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I ask her, I'm like, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. And then she immediately starts getting up. And she's like, oh. Didn't I ask you if, if my nose looked straight? I yes, really yes, yes, yes. I was I was not concerned about I think I blanked that out cuz I wasn't concerned about your nose cuz it looks basically the same as it already did. My nose uh, was not broken. Your it nose was, totally was fine. Blind. Maybe maybe uh I I I don't I don't even know. I'm not going to even hypothesize on what medical conditions could have potentially happened. But Well, I will say just as a brief safety note, thank God I was wearing a helmet because I yes, I whacked yes. the ground with my head first and hard and I did not have any head injuries 
but I imagine I probably would have scrambled my brain matter a tad if I had not been wearing a helmet. So, you know... Uh, yeah, if you're not it's... doing that, if you if you think it's still 2001, uh, probably good time to step into the present. No, some people just think they're like God's gift to skiing and nothing bad ever happens to them, so... I... Well, they're stupid. Yeah, when you when you go ahead and think that, then the mountain uh, slaps you in the that face. That is my personal opinion. That's not the peak <laughs> rankings opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, I got up. Uh, ski patrol, like... Was around there, right? Yeah, yeah, they tried to get me to go down in a sled. To small mountains, so they got there within like 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, it's probably the most exciting thing that happened. All. Like, I really, my biggest regret in this whole situation is that there's no video of this fall, because I'm sure it would have been epic. Um, but yeah, they tried to get me to go down in a sled, and like, like my shoulder hurt, but I was like, no, I, I can ski. And, and I, when I was ski instructing, like, I've been in a sled before to like help out. Um, like, just for, like, training purposes, and it is not a comfortable way to get down the mountain, um, just FYI, and I figured I would be in less pain if I just skied down, so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Could not move my arm at all, (laughs) and I just got on the lift. You straight (laughs) up, like, just got up, and you're like, I'm fine, I'm I'm gonna, like, ski this off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, are you okay? And then you literally put up the best poker face I could imagine someone who had just dislocated their shoulder could possibly put on. You're like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Let's, let's go get on lift. Pretend this never happens. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, yeah. So I just, I just got on the lift and, um, was sitting on the chair. The pain's getting like much worse. And I'm like, fuck, I, I can't keep skiing. I need to, I need to like go home um and so I skied down to the bottom uh with just like my poles in one hand like very gingerly around the vogels that was not fun but I made it down okay (laughs) and then um later that day I was supposed to meet some people at an Airbnb not far from Whitetail and we were gonna like hang out like typical ski trip I was gonna meet up with George um and so I was So like, you went to the hospital instead, right? Yeah, because, well, I wasn't going to go. And then I called my dad and I was like, what do you think I should do? And he's like, what? <laughs> Please go to the emergency room. And I was like, that seems excessive. So I drove myself to the emergency room, <laughs> which um, I drive stick. Um, and For anyone I, who knows cars, it's a 2013 Nissan it's Versa. A 2014. 2014. Excuse me. I'm sorry. That, I can't, that was a terrible mistake. Yeah, that, don't uh, insult Bert like that. Um, but but yeah. you got it in 2013. Yeah, that's true. Um, wow, you, Sam knows me. All right. Um, yeah, I drove myself to the hospital and I had dislocated my, it, it was already back in the socket, but I had fucked up my right shoulder and that was like my shifting arm. And, um, so I couldn't really shift into second gear. That was way too painful. So I had to go from like first gear to third gear, which is like not the recommended thing. And I also couldn't get into fifth gear. So I drove to the hospital on the highway, uh, with one hand in fourth gear. (laughs) And then I got there and they were thoroughly unhelpful. Um, <laughs> it was just like some podunk ER in like the middle of like rural Pennsylvania. And they're just like, yeah, it's not broken. 
um, and just gave me a sling. They were like, yeah, probably like follow up with your doctor or something. Um, but they really gave me, they're just like, yeah, we did an x-ray, it looks fine, I don't know, I'll go home. <laughs> and so then I, I get discharged and, um, this happened to be the night that the DC Pennsylvania area was actually getting a real snowstorm. Um, mm. and this almost never happens. It hasn't happened like that since it, we have not got that much snow. Um, and the snow had already, by the time I was out of the hospital there, like the snow was like everywhere, like the roads were covered and everything. And I was kind of like, fuck, I can't really drive. Like, what do I do? Um, should I go to this Airbnb or do I drive back to DC? And I <laughs> like pulled out my phone and I'm like, okay, Google Maps says it's going to take me three hours to get back to DC. Um, it should only have been like an hour and a half. But there were a bunch of accidents, apparently, a lot of traffic, the roads were shit. Um, and the Airbnb was supposedly only 20 minutes away, and I was like, seems like I should just drive there. So I called my buddy George, uh, or maybe yeah. I texted you. No, there was, I think there was a phone call. Yeah. I remember this phone call, because you were like, I dislocated my shoulder, but everything's fine. <laughs> I think you might have called me before the hospital, because I remember asking... That sounds really bad. It sounds like you're hurt. Can't you get like Sam to drive you to the hospital? And you told me something along the lines of, yeah, Sam offered, I don't want to inconvenience him. I did say that. I didn't want to ruin the rest of his ski day. That's exactly <laughs> what you said, which is the, among the stupidest things you've ever said. You dislocated your shoulder. You drive stick. You are not in a position to be able to drive a car. Sam is a car expert, could probably drive stick, drive you to the hospital, and he offered to do it. Um, Sam does not know how to drive stick. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I just assumed no You one told me that nobody was allowed to drive your car except That's for true. you. I, listen, I care very deeply about Bert. <clears throat> but um, not enough to let someone else drive it when your arm literally doesn't work. So I, I literally Also, I had that. my car and I could have driven you guys myself. That was before... My car went and got its suspension completely broken, uh, but... I you, I didn't want to ruin your day. Also, I literally <laughs> thought that it was just going to, like, be fine. Like, I didn't think that this was that big of a deal at the time, because, like, I just thought, like, whatever, it's going to be a little sore, but it's going to be fine. They're like, it's not broken. I was like, whatever. A little whatever. sore for 15 months. <laughs> for 15 months. Spoiler alert. Little word. did you know. Um... Yeah, so I like called George and I was like, I guess I'm gonna try to go to the Airbnb because it's not safe to drive back to DC. All like, and I had listened to the radio and the radio was like, not safe. Um, so <laughs> I start driving to the Airbnb and the roads have gotten exponentially worse. Like these are easily the worst driving ex conditions I have ever experienced. And I like grew up on the East Coast, like grew up driving in snow, like. These are the worst conditions I've ever seen. Like, I was on the interstate. The entire road was just a white sheet. You could not see the road at all. And it was, like, highly unsafe to do anything over 20 miles an hour, which was thoroughly inconvenient for me because I couldn't be in second gear. <laughs> yeah, it's worth noting that the moment that Nicole decided it was unsafe to drive home, I started driving to the Airbnb from home, which is maybe not the best move. But yeah. we started doing it. Yeah. From well, home in DC. Yes, from you, home must in have, DC. you must have started a little bit earlier because you beat me to the Airbnb. Ye well, A, my arms worked. That's fine. Um, 
But I couldn't drive any faster than I was driving. It was unsafe. Well, I can tell you, yeah, that you shouldn't have been driving faster than 20 miles an hour because as someone who was driving on the road <laughs> also to the Airbnb, I agree with you. The conditions were terrible. And I would actually say that driving in Maryland um, or like the mid-Atlantic region when there's a snowstorm is just in general far da more dangerous than driving in the Northeast because if they get the same amount of snow, they'll have one snow plow in yeah. the entire state. That's true. Not prepared. So there, no one was, well, not no one, but there's very little um, road clearing. And I was driving along with two people, uh, one of whom I had just met and the other I didn't know very well. <laughs> if you met through kickball, whole other thing. <laughs> we were driving along and I was like, this is very dangerous. So I was slowing down, but unlike Nicole, I was not driving under 20 miles an hour. I was in fact hitting, I think 30. At a, oh. On a road that had a speed limit of a 55. Taking you like 55 minutes. I, I did, I did. And then we started sliding a little bit. And then, and then we just totally spun out. And that was very scary. Because I remember looking back and thinking, Oh man, if there's a car there, this is it. We're done. Yeah. But then there was no car. And, and, and we were able to start up and continue and drive to the Airbnb where problems persisted. Yeah, I mean, uh, so for some background, George has uh, all-wheel drive in his car. Uh, Bert is not so fortunate. <clears throat> and I just have, like, all-season tires because I, I live in D.C. right now. Um, and uh, yeah, this is just like a PSA. Having all-wheel drive does not make you invincible in the snow. George still had issues braking. Your braking does not improve because you have all-wheel drive. And I also know how to drive in the snow. Yeah, it was so that dispiriting. Was the thing. It's like, like I grew up in New Hampshire. I should know how to do this. Exactly. Well, so that was the thing. Like I grew up like on the East Coast too, driving in the snow, but not a single snowplow in sight. Um. Anyway, I like continued to drive to the Airbnb. I almost got killed by a truck that literally started. He like tried to pass me because I wasn't going fast enough on the highway in these awful conditions, and he literally like like started to blow by me and then like the back of the truck started to swing out and I started to have a panic attack pretty much because I thought I was going to die for the second time that day and <laughs> luckily he didn't hit me and like a police officer was driving like kind of far behind me and like pulled him over probably because he was being an idiot um but I get off the highway and I'm like cool we're home free and then I start driving up a fucking mountain because that's how that works. That's also not plowed. So I was like, shit, I'll take the traction control off. Hopefully I don't get stuck. <laughs> Momentum. <laughs> yes, yes, pro tip. If you have a two-wheel drive car and you are worried about getting stuck, turn the traction control off. It starts breaking the wheels to give you grip. But when you're trying to go up a hill, you just need, you just need to keep going. You get speed. It doesn't matter if you have grip. <laughs> you just got to go. You can't slow down. And um, it was actually really scary because they had only plowed one side of the road. Um, and I didn't want to get stuck there. So I just decided to drive on the other side of the road because I, it was like a long hill. I could like see that there was no one coming. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it up this hill otherwise. So I'm doing that. Still terrified because like my body isn't working. And, and this is all just very frightening. And <laughs> made it through that. I'm like three quarters of a mile away from the Airbnb going up a comparatively tiny hill that also hasn't been plowed. <laughs> and as I'm almost at the top, Bert starts 
Bert starts uh, slipping, and we for, just... For context, I don't know if we've explained this, but Bert is Nicole's car. Yes. Uh, he started slipping, and... I couldn't maintain my speed no matter how push, how how like hard I pushed on the gas and then we ground to a halt and I was like fuck um I know what I'll do I'll call my best bud George he's already at the Airbnb which is not that far away I just need a couple people to push my car up this literally like 100 foot feet of hill and then it's flat I'll be home free <laughs> Yeah, and we were at the Airbnb. After the, the spin-out incident, we did have trouble finding the Airbnb. Then we parked by the Airbnb to verify that it was the Airbnb. Once we did that, we got back in our car, tried to drive it through the driveway, and failed. And had to spend about 45 minutes just trying to get my car to avoid hitting a mailbox, which is not fun because it did, did knock it a couple times. We did. We got there. And then we were there for like an hour, and then you called, and then I'm terrified because I've spun out on the road and got my car stuck once, and we're at the bottom of this hill, I'm like shit, we gotta drive back up it. Um, which we then proceeded to do. Someone else was driving my car, from what I remember, because I think I had lost privileges to my own car <laughs> after spinning out on the highway. So I let the stranger drive it. I'm like, well, okay, whatever, dude. And I'm just like, wow. So resigned at that point, I'm like, fine. Yeah. Um, well, I'm but glad you guys came anyway. Like, you came with shovels, and it yeah. wound up not being totally necessary because... Because the, the plowman came. Yeah. But then we got stuck, too. Well, I was I was delivered from my burden. So I I didn't know, like, if they were going to be able to come get me because they are like, we'll try to get out of the driveway, and I was like, shit. So at this point, I had just resigned myself to... I had, like, a little brush in my car, and I'm just, like, brushing snow away from the front wheels of Bert, and um, I would, like, do that for, like, 10 or so feet, and then, like, once I had exposed the road, I'd be able to drive those, like, 10 feet, and then I'd have to start this over. This blew. Um, and I, I, like, I see headlights coming, and I was like, oh, thank God. There, there are people who can help. And then I see it's a plow, and I was like, oh, baby. And I, like, got out of my car, and I'm, like, jumping up and down. I was like, because he's plowing the other side of the road. I was like, wait, stop, help. <laughs> and the guy stops. He's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? And I was like, I'm stuck. He's like, this isn't even a big hill. And I was like, listen, there's a big hill right after this, right before this, where I lost all my speed. So he, like, starts plowing me a path so that I can get up. And then George valiantly enters the scene and pulls over so that they can assist um, right into a snowbank. <laughs> and then Against my objections, because I'm no longer driving the car. And I was like, yo, if we stop, we're fucked. Which we were. <laughs> Get stuck in the snowbank. <laughs> so we're both stuck. Honestly... If anybody haven't snow, any any plow drivers who maybe told the story of a bunch of young ridiculous people who got stuck in the one snowstorm Pennsylvania has ever seen um, <laughs> recently, just say thank you. That man saved our lives. He dug me out. Then he plowed Georgia path. He did. And then we all safely made it the three quarters of a mile back to the Airbnb. And I remember it was funny because like George drove into the driveway and I was like. No, I'm not doing that. I'm parking at the front. Bert will never make it up the hill to get out of this driveway. We learned that the next day because, like, getting out of the driveway, I think, took another, like, half an hour. But yeah. it was also perhaps the most fun thing I've ever done in my car. Yeah. 
And it took you like an hour to get out, and you had all-wheel drive, too. I thought we were going to have to shovel, and like, I didn't know how I was going to do that because I was broken. Um, But, you know, we got in, started drinking uh, to celebrate how we had both nearly died multiple times. And uh, honestly, a lot of the actions I did that day, very dumb. I don't recommend any of them. Uh, Highly stupid. I I do think it would have been dumber to drive back to D.C., given what the radio reports had said. Um, Yeah, so, you know, um, it worked out, uh, but I did get... A year and a half later. Well, I did Wait, 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 so you gotta tell us about the next 15 months. Oh, yeah, so, like, I, I, like, thought it was gonna be fine, although I did need George to help me take off my shirt. That was not the last time I needed George to help me take off my shirt, because my shoulder wouldn't move. (laughs) Um, and the next morning I wake up feeling even shittier, and I was like, fuck. So... I, I, like, drove myself back to D.C. There was literally no snow the next day, and it all melted, because that's how it works down here. <laughs> and um, then I, you know, wore the sling for two weeks, uh, and then I went to Whistler. <laughs> Had a bomb time, and uh, it it started getting better over time, and um, it just never really got fully better. And then, yeah, long saga. I saw a doctor... Um, he's basically like, I don't see anything wrong with you. It shouldn't be hurting. Um, and then I went and got a second opinion and then we found out I had torn my poor old labrum. Um, and then, uh, I found this out and I found this out like almost a full year later and, uh, they're like, let's operate on you in a, in a couple weeks and like in January. And I was like, no, I'm going to Jackson Hole. That's not going to work for me. <laughs> so I was like, let's do it in March 2020. Sounds good. And me I mean, and the doctor, it was a great trip. It, it was. It was. Um, and, you know, I made the decision with my doctor. I wasn't going to do any permanent damage waiting. And I was like, I'll take the pain for skiing. And uh, then the world ended. So I couldn't get my surgery. The week <laughs> that your yeah, surgery was. It was, was literally there. the week of my surgery. Like, what, everything started shutting down. Three days before I was supposed to get my yes, before I was supposed to get my surgery, and my surgeon called me three days before my surgery, and he's like, "So I don't know if you've heard of this coronavirus," and I was just like, "Don't fucking say it." (laughs) Surgery was canceled. Had to wait until now, which is June. I got operated on two weeks ago. They fixed the tear. There was also apparently a bunch of other stuff that had been all screwed up that they weren't expecting to be screwed up. So. They fixed all that too, <laughs> and now I am recovering, and uh, it still works. And uh, now, not only does it hurt, but I have shit range of motion, and it's gonna take me like six months to get it fully back. So, um, I guess moral of the story. Yes, I love a good moral. Uh, do better than I did, <laughs> and always get a second opinion. Actually, if there's ever a doctor that makes you feel like you're crazy, you're probably not crazy. And if you are, there's another doctor that can help you with that. So, always get a second opinion. <laughs> Moral of the story. Hey guys, well, if you have you ever had a liberal shoulder tear? Tell <laughs> us your story below in the comments. If you want tips on rehab, let me know because I am 
killing it right now. <laughs> you can uh, hit Nicole up on Instagram at Nicole Perringer, direct message her, and she's happy to give you tips if you are going through a similar situation. Her yeah, I'll let you know my thoughts on the pain medication they prescribe you after surgery. <laughs> Is it dope? No, it's awful. <laughs> I literally was confused for three days straight and couldn't connect more than two thoughts together. Well, we're glad you connected a little more than that in that story. Yes. And disconnected. Yes. Now, um, Agenda Steve, um, do you have anything else to, to add that's factual? No, I added all the facts at the beginning. Don't worry. Oh, okay. All right. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. That we were missing anything. We're we're not missing anything factual, don't worry. Alright. Steve's just bitter because I've spent the last year and a half whining about my shoulder. Um, I'm not bitter. Okay. Okay. I I think this is devolved properly. Yes. Thanks for listening, guys. Once again, I'm your Ranker in Chief, Sam, here with Steve, George, and Nicole. If you want to see more, go to peakrankings.com. You can go to peakrankings.com slash podcast to see our previous episodes. Tune in again next time for some quality content. Thanks for listening, everyone, and see you back on the peak.